When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. It's Let's ride. For the words that are recited before each and every game here at Dodger Stadium. Take it away, Finn. It's time for Dodger Baseball. What is going on, Dodger fans? We got less than a third of the season left, and your Los Angeles Dodgers are 69 and 46. Hope you're all doing well out there. Kevin Klein here. The Dodgers were able to defeat the Philadelphia Phillies in a best of three series, but they dropped the finale with a final score of two to one. Little frustrating. The bats were not awake this game. Not really a game we're going to dissect, but we got two awesome people here, as always. One of them's more fired up than the other. So we're going to start with Jake Reiner. How you doing, Jake, today? I'm the I'm the less fired up one, is what you're alluding to? At the moment, it sounds like it. All right. Well, we'll see. We'll see how this goes the rest of the way. Um, this is going to be tough for the Dodgers to do because not only are they competing against themselves, but they're competing against, you know, the, the Giants who – refuse to lose and get a little help pretty much every single game. Um, I wouldn't, I, I, I shouldn't say every single game, but it feels like every single game they get a little help, maybe some angels in the outfield, something's going on over there where it's just luck is always bouncing their way. Um, any, you know, coin flip of a moment, they always uh, turn up on the right side of things. So it is frustrating, but I also will say this, the Dodgers kind of put themselves here. Um, and even though they do have a respectable record and if they were in any other division, they would be running away with it. And so we're, we're, we're seeing that um, over the last eight years that the Dodgers have won the NL West, they've won it pretty handily. I mean, 2018 was, was a little touch and go, but overall they've had a comfortable leads and they've kind of coasted. Um, this is a lot different. This is they are, this is an uphill battle for them. Um, but they got to focus on themselves. They got to win the games that they, that they can win and they got to take advantage, take advantage of the situations that they have. I mean, there were a few games recently, I mean, against the Rockies, against the diamondbacks where they, the Rockies and diamondbacks were essentially saying like, here, take this win from us. We will give this to you. And the Dodgers could not do it. So they, the Dodgers have themselves to blame a little bit here. Um, but yeah, it, it's tough when when another team is just everything is bouncing their way. They are four and a half games back right now from the San Francisco Giants. 
Hopefully the Giants can lose a couple games to the Colorado Rockies. Won't know while we're recording. But David Rosenthal, what's on your mind? Yeah, hi, Kevin. Hi, Jake. Uh, This is bad, in my opinion. Uh, I'm sick of it, frankly. It feels like this Dodgers team is treading water in their fight to even make a make a competition of the division. Uh, if the Giants beat the Rockies tonight, they'll be five back, uh, which to me on August 12th is it's not over, but it's not looking good. Uh, like Jake said, every night you see some crap from the Giants, whether it's Lamont Wade getting lucky on a, on a routine double play that ends up being a walk-off, whether it's Starling Marte, Ketel Marte hitting a ball over the over the wall for Lamont Wade it's it's just it's ridiculous at this point the Giants have six guys uh over age 33 uh with an OPS plus above 137 so frankly I think they're cheating uh there's no other explanation for this pathetic team that's just continuously been the best team in baseball I, I just don't understand it but my main point here is this do I still think the Dodgers can win the division yeah I do when you got guys like Mookie Betts and Justin Turner going on the IL pretty much guys like this going on the IL pretty much once a week, uh, it's not going to happen. If the, if this continues, it's just not. Uh, and this team is, is a super team. It is literally a super team. And the fact that it's going to come down to a one game wild card is a joke, whether they're not executing, whether they're getting unlucky or whether it's, whether it's injuries, uh, this team has, has not done its part this year. It hasn't. For what this roster is, it has just not done its job. They are 13-21 and 21 in one-run games, and they are 1-12 in 12 in extra inning games. That is poor execution. Uh, obviously, you're going to get anomalies like Mike Talkman robbing Pujols uh, or Kenley Jansen blowing a couple saves or the umpire not ringing up Darren Ruff on a, on a uh, check swing. Uh, but frankly, I'm, I'm sick of this, and I, I'm basically resigned to the fact that they're probably going to play in a wild-card game uh, but it's not pretty. And, and don't count out San Diego either. They're three games behind us right now. Three. Uh, they get swept in San Diego. We're looking at a road wild card game. So this team's got to either get healthy or got to start executing because this is not pretty right now. I will say this, though, uh, concerning the Philadelphia Phillies series, which I was a little bit encouraged because the Phillies were were on a hot streak. They'd won eight games in a row. The Dodgers were able to stop them in their tracks and the Dodgers had to deal with two separate rain delays on two different days and were able to come back from the rain delays and win the ball games. And, and for David Price, who thought we thought we were going to waste them there for two innings, he actually came back and was effective. Um, he's been pretty effective overall. And I did like what I saw from Mitch White today. Unfortunately, the Dodgers offense went to sleep uh, and couldn't provide any run support for him. Only got one run. We did get screwed out of that uh that close play at at first base where the where the first baseman's foot came off the bag and for some reason they took a really short time with that replay even though it was clear that his foot wasn't on the bag when he caught the ball but anyway we only scored one run and and you know that's a problem uh when you only score one run so i was there was there was actually a lot of encouraging signs from this series they won the series um, and now they go to, they, they, now they go to New York and they're going to play the Mets and the Mets aren't that good right at the moment, even though they're, you know, clamoring for the top spot in the NL East, it's a pretty weak division this year. 
And so the Dodgers just have to hold serve because the Giants have a pretty tough schedule coming up. They've got Milwaukee again. They've got Atlanta. They've got us. Um, so they're, they're, you know, this is the time for the Dodgers to make the run, to make their push. The NLS one, one thing is not- I want to touch on that, what, what you said real, real quick is that's, that's the problem. That's why the wild card game worries me is this is one of the most inconsistent offenses we've seen from a Dodgers team maybe ever uh, one game, they look great. And the next game they fall asleep. Uh, and if you fall asleep in the wild card game, that's it. You're going to Cancun. You're going to Cancun. You're going to Cabo. You're going back to wherever the hell you came from. Cause you're done. Uh, and that's what this Dodgers team is offensively right now. Credit to David price, credit to Mitch white credit to the bullpen as a whole. They've been electric. Uh, but look, they're, they're just not, they don't deserve to be winning the division right now. And yeah, San Francisco is getting help from Avisal Garcia, who drops a routine fly ball to end the game that the Milwaukee ends up losing. And that doesn't happen to us, but the Dodgers are not executing. It's plain and simple. There's still, there's still 10 games left between the San Francisco Giants and the San Diego Padres. And in my opinion, it's going to come down to that. If the Dodgers can't win their share of games during those series, that's where the division will be decided. I honestly think this division race is far from over. We're going to allude to more of that later on. Jake mentioned we got three games with the Mets. The Mets are just depleted by injuries right now. These pitching matchups are a dream, in my opinion. We got Julio Urias against Tyler McGill, Walker Bueller against Taiwan Walker, and Max Scherzer against Carlos Carrasco, who is pretty fresh off the IL. I think we're going to sweep the Mets in that series. Then we're going to go to the Pirates, or Pirates are going to come to us, I should say. I think we're going to sweep that team as well. So I think there are six consecutive games on the Dodgers schedule where they're going to win. That needs to be a sweep. There's no excuse not to sweep the Mets right now. Well, yeah, I mean, that's, that's my point is like the Dodgers, you know, as, as good as they've been overall, considering everything that we've all, all discussed with injuries with poor execution and all of that stuff, they still are a really good ball club. It's just unfortunate that they play in a division with a team that has won more games essentially and has won more critical games. Um, the, the Dodgers need to win the games against the Giants. They need to win the games against San Diego. They need to get up for those series and win those ball games. But you're right. The, the, the position that they're in right now, there's not a lot of margin for error. So they, they need sweeps. They need to sweep the Mets. They need to sweep the pirates because you know, at least, you know, on an off chance there, there's a, there are nights where the giants do lose. It is rare, but it seems like every time the giants lose the Dodgers lose. And so it, it is very frustrating. Well, so far the Dodgers are six and three in the month of August. That's like a 67 win percentage. Can't really do much better than that unless you're a lucky team like the Giants. But I want to personally thank Bob Nightingale, who tweeted on August 4th. Struggling Cody Bellinger is hitting eighth tonight in the Dodgers lineup. He has a slash line of 165, 262, and 284 this season. Since that tweet, Cody Bellinger is on a hot tear, batting 291 with four home runs, including a multi-home run game August 11th against the Phillies. I think it's important that Cody Bellinger is starting to look like Cody Bellinger. And that could definitely be one of the biggest keys to the Dodgers turnaround, given the fact that Mookie Betts has been placed on the IL. We don't know how long he's going to be out. This seems like it's going to be a, not a serious injury long-term, but in the short term could be pretty detrimental to the Dodgers, given the fact that we just don't know where he stands. One day Mookie Betts will wake up, feel great. Then the next morning he'll feel like shit. So if Cody Bellinger is back to the, 80% of what we had in 2019, 
that's going to be monumental for the Dodgers to make their push in the final third of the season. What's crazy to think about, and I tweeted this out not too long ago, is that the Dodgers have such a stacked roster that they could conceivably win a World Series without Mookie Betts. I know it's not pretty and it's not something we want to think about, but if Mookie Betts, God forbid, has to go down for the rest of the season, the Dodgers still have a good enough roster to win the whole damn thing. And that's why it's key for guys like Cody Bellinger to get back on track, Corey Seager to get back on track, for AJ Pollock and Chris Taylor to keep up what they're doing, for Trey Turner to step up. I mean, the, there is there is a, a World Series team within this roster. However, you you know, however you write the lineup card, you can you can put together a winning team. But they just have to step up and do it. And whether or not they will, will will be we'll see. I mean, that that's just what we're going to have to wait and see for. Yeah, I mean, it's it's no coincidence that you know the Dodgers have been fluttering a little bit at least you know at the end of July. Uh, the last 15 days, Chris Taylor's OPS 721, Max Muncy 669 with a 209 average. So Muncy's tailed off quite a bit, uh, and Chris Taylor hasn't been basically what he's been all year. He's still been, you know, solid and, and pretty pretty good, but compared to what he's been all year, not quite. So both of those guys are, are fluttering a little bit, uh, kind of hovering in place. But I'll back off the doom and gloom for now. I want to say my stat I said earlier, they're 13 and 21 in one run games. While that sucks and that's complete ass, that does mean that they've had 21 opportunities to win a game in the ninth inning down by one run. So they're in these games. They're, they're in these games. Uh, look, I, I would hate for it to come down to a one game, basically playoff, probably against the Padres. Uh, but Look, you got Bueller. You can start Bueller, and you can bring in Scherzer out of the bullpen if you want. So they're they're equipped, and like Jake said, even without Mookie Betts, they can easily win that game. And I, I'm going to say it now. I think if they are the wild card team and they win the wild card, and Mookie Betts is on the team, that they will win the World Series. The biggest concern I have is the wild card game by far. Yes, because of because of how inconsistent stack- the offense is. Exactly. You stack up this roster against pretty much anyone in a seven game series. I'm taking the Dodgers every time. Question from AP at LA bum fan. Who do the Dodgers match up better against in the wild card game, the Cincinnati Reds or the San Diego Padres? Give me the Reds. <laughs> Reds for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's pretty obvious, but <sighs> I mean, Hey, they- the Reds are hot, but you don't want to, you don't want to face that Padres lineup. No, you really and, don't. and because, and because I, they do play well against us and they run ragged, they run, they just steal bases left and right. It's just a bad, a bad matchup. Yeah. You just got to neutralize Winker. Plus if Castellanos they put Blake Snell out there. Yeah. yeah. Well, even, even it'll be, it'll be Darvish, but even that they'll bring in Musgrove out of the bullpen probably too. If I were, if I, if I were Tingler, I'd start Snell. Intern that's a, that's Phil. A gamble. It's, it's quite a gamble and a half. I, I, you got logic there, but in terms of consistency over the year, you can't do it. You just yeah, can't. I know. I know. But what? I mean, I don't know. The, Snow would be the, hey, o- the Dodgers would, if they did it right. The Dodgers would be the only team I would start Snell yep. against is yep. what I'm trying to say. Yep. Our loyal listener, friend of the show, at intern Phil, in a potential wild card matchup with the Padres, who is starting for the Dodgers? No-brainer. 100%. Bueller. 
Bueller. It's yeah, it'll be Walker Bueller, who is four and lifetime against the Padres with a set one seventy six career ERA over forty six innings, and he also did very well against them in the NLDS game. But I, I will say, I don't think they bring Scherzer out of the pen. I think if anyone, they're bringing Urias. Yeah, yeah. I don't I mind mean, that. It's gonna be all. It's gonna be all hands on deck for sure. I yeah. think everybody will be available to pitch. Just in that not game. Kershaw out of the pen, please. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I am. I am not scared of a one-game playoff with the San Diego Padres. I'm actually more terrified of an NLDS matchup, best of five with the San Francisco Giants. To me, the Padres are unproven. You Darvish has only done all. You Darvish has ever done is falter in the playoffs. Manny Machado chokes when the games truly matter. Eric Hosmer is obviously a World Series champion. But I don't want to go against these Giants in a best of five series. They're proven. Buster Posey is a World Series champion. Brandon Crawford's a World Series champion. Brandon Belt, Chris Bryant, Johnny Cueto's won. And of course, if we have to go against Alex Wood, maybe he's mediocre in the regular season, but he's shown in the past he can get it done in October. So I think I like our odds a lot more a one game playoff, do or die against the Padres than a five best of five with the Giants. I hate that. I hate the one game. I hate it, especially against the Padres. With what we've seen from this team this year, the inconsistency on offense, the, the, they could show up and not score like literally. And that's it. And you're done as opposed to you're in a five game series with the giants. You don't score in game one and you lose. You still got tomorrow. You know, that's the only thing that I, that, that worries me. And, and, and not just with the with the Padres, even with the Reds, it would worry me too. Just just the one game scenario is just not just not conducive to this team. And if you better you better get that first wild card spot too, because if you're if you're gonna have to go to to Petco to play oh. a wild card game, you're in trouble. Because they play there's, well there's at no that stadium. No home field advantage in baseball. They play well. They play very well at that stadium. Postseason's a different. They're a different. Animal. They're a very different team on the road. Well, not against the Dodgers, apparently, because they seem to show up wherever we are. Yeah, so far. But we also <laughs> haven't been healthy fully. Yeah, and that's that's something else to keep in mind. We don't have Luke Rayleigh in the lineup anymore. Hopefully, <laughs> when we face the Padres, hey, or he Sheldon, homered. he homered. He homered or Sheldon Noisy, Cody Bellinger, who yeah. I don't even know if he's played a single game against the Padres yet this season. Yeah, yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> so. I still think the Giants don't win this division at the end of the day. I think the Dodgers will get home field advantage, the one seed throughout the postseason. I actually still think the Padres are going to pass up the Giants, and I'm going to die on that hill because they have 10 games wow. left. I think the Padres are going to go 7-3, and three, if not better, against the Giants. And this Giants team, David already listed their age earlier. They're too old. They cannot keep this up. It's just not sustainable. They're going to make us all look like idiots, though. <laughs> If they keep this up, because yeah, honestly, it's weird, but luck is on their side for whatever reason. I can't put my finger on it, but it's just they never die, ever, ever die. This team <laughs> and the Diamondbacks are absolutely useless. I mean, what a pathetic organization! Well, I don't. I said this on Twitter, but I don't know how Tori Lavulo has a job. I wouldn't give him a job managing a fucking gas station. <laughs> They're, the Diamondbacks are throwing the games. They've been doing this since 2018 to screw the Dodgers. It's it could not be more obvious. That's like super like Alex Jones Infowars yeah. level of conspiracy. 
<laughs> but it's true. That's what they did in 2018, and it's proven. And I have no doubt they're doing it again. I think this they're season. just uh, they're just awful. The Giants are 14 and two against the Diamondbacks this season. And if you really think Cattell Marte would allow a home run to go off his glove, well, not necessarily that. But they have they come up with the bases loaded, and then they don't score. I mean, uh, that's, I can't I can't buy what you're selling. I I just can't. Maybe maybe individual game. Maybe they're maybe they're pulling a Pete Rose and betting against themselves. But Pete Rose never actually bet against himself. So maybe they're betting on games though. I'll, I'll I can't rule that out. It's it's more logical than the Giants are cheating at this point. So I'm just gonna go with that. Disagree. Hard disagree <laughs> there. What what evidence is what evidence is there that the Giants are cheating though? I just uh, think that I, I just think there's enough there's enough doubt out there that this team isn't as good as it as they portray to, portray to be that there's something going on. I don't know what it is, but something's going on over there because well, you're not cheating when Christian Walker boots a routine ground ball through his legs. So. No, I agree. That's what I'm saying. I don't I I don't think it's one thing or another. I don't I'm saying I don't know what it is, but I'm looking at the team and I'm like, how is this happening? Yeah, I saw an article that said the Giants are one of one of the first or only teams who have been using pitching machines to throw full speed pitches, whether it's breaking balls or fastballs of the next day's starter to their players. So I don't know, maybe more teams should start doing this, but basically it's instead of just batting practice, it's they're literally mimicking the next day starter or, or relievers or whoever it may be. I mean, if that's so, allowed, it's smart. Yeah. Farhan. Well, it's, that's, that's I'm going to consider good. it cheating because I don't have any other evidence at this moment. <laughs> Dodgers game Dodgers game summed up on Twitter wants to have us break down a few relievers. So we're going to start with which reliever has been the most surprising this season. Uh, I'm going to, I'll say Alex Vasilla because his first stint with the Dodgers was a, dumpster fire inside of a car wreck uh he couldn't throw a strike to save his life and now since he came back from oklahoma city he is one of the most reliable relievers in the bullpen and by far the most reliable left-handed reliever in the bullpen so that would probably be the most surprising definitely they, a whirl, whirlwind to me it's phil bickford yeah oh he, yeah he That's is the fine. most surprising to me the fact that it was pretty much right after the Dodgers lost Dustin May for the season. I want to say that the Brewers DFA Bickford and then the Dodgers swooped in and got him. And since that time, he's been an unbelievable asset for this bullpen high leverage, same with Vasia, but, but Roberts, you know, has found his, you know, his golden child and he goes to him often and constantly Bickford comes in with runners on and he's got some ridiculous um some ridiculous stat where he's left like the top most runners on base the anti Pedro Baez right exactly he comes in with runners on base and they stay there and to me that is just an unremarkable a, a remarkable asset to have um he definitely is my biggest surprise yeah, I wrote down yeah. the rubber arm, Phil Bickford, as well. Next one, most disappointing. I'll start this one off. For me, it's Victor Gonzalez. I knew you were I don't, say I that. don't know what happened to him. 152 whip this season. Maybe it's the injuries. Maybe it's regression or the league figured him out. But every time he comes in, I feel like earlier in the season, the joke was actually, can Vesia get one, two, three? 
now it's Victor Gonzalez. This guy cannot get three straight outs to save his life. Yeah, the problem is, is that he set the bar too high for himself last year, and and we thought we were going to get the same the same thing this year. And we know he's he's been struggling with his with, with a knee issue. Uh, he's on the IL currently, and yeah, it's disappointing. It's very disappointing. He he'd be one of my most disappointing uh, relievers this year um, for sure. Um, yeah, probably probably the most. Yeah, I'm on the same page. All right. David could start this one off. Which reliever has been the most clutch this season for the Dodgers? I mean, the, Blake Trinan is the, the clear answer. Uh, this dude hasn't given up a, a run. I think it's 21 or 22 or 23 straight scoreless innings. Uh, his whip is under one, I believe, for the season, which is ridiculous for a reliever. Holding hitters to a 188 batting average – and he's, he's literally one of the best three relievers in baseball. Uh, so it's the clear answer. There's, there, there's been others, you know, Bickford has been unreal. Kelly's been solid. Jimmy Nelson was good before he got hurt. Kenley's been on and off good, but it's, it's without a doubt Trinan. Yeah, it's Trinan. I, I, I would say Jimmy Nelson, if he was still healthy, he'd be in the running for me, but I think I'd still pick Trinan. It just sucks for Jimmy Nelson because he really did find himself in that bullpen and it's unfortunate yep. that he's going to be out for the rest of the year. Yep. I have Trinan as well. I think I saw a stat. He has the lowest exit velocity against as well. So that sinker and slider just devastating to the opposing hitters. Can I just say one thing real quick about, about Trinan and something that I kind of held back when we were talking to Fabian Ardaya uh, the other week is that the fact that Dave Roberts Goes to Trinan often, but got cute. He gets cute with Kenley Jansen. And those few games that the Dodgers had the lead late against the Giants at home were just absolute train wrecks of a decision. And, and that's part of the problem that we've seen. Yes, the execution is bad. But when you try to give someone a redemption outing against a team you need to win, need to win, it counts for a game in the standings either way to not bring Trinan back out there and say, Hey, get us these three outs and get us this win is just absolutely unacceptable. Especially now that it's looking like it's going to come down to a one or two game deficit, possibly. Finally, who is your favorite reliever this season? I mean, I don't really have to answer this one. <laughs> yeah. Yours is Trinan. I'll go Bickford. I think just, just based on the expectation of what, uh, what was to come. I mean, Andrew Friedman's been doing this for a while where he just brings in guys. If they work out, they work out. I mean, you know, we saw Nate Jones, Jimmy Scherfee, you know, they had it was sort of flash in the pan, but Bickford's had sustainability. And so he, he is my favorite. I, I feel comfortable when he comes into games. I'm going to go with a uh, Kevin Quackenbush. Not really. <laughs> just because of, of the name. He was just DFA'd by the Dodgers, so that might be the end of his career with Los Angeles. We don't know. Maybe he'll go back to OKC for another two years. But I'm actually going Corey Knable. So glad he's back after being on the IL since April 23rd. Was able to make an appearance against the Phillies. Was a little rusty. Gave up a couple walks. But then he bounced back. Struck out Harper and I want to say McCutcheon. And, or no, it was Rio Muto. My apologies. And hopefully he can be that high leverage guy because common theme in this episode, these 
episodes is that Kelly Jansen cannot be their only option as the closer. Yes. Josh the Flip wants to know, are there any other call-ups that could happen this season that we should be excited for? Yeah, definitely. Ryan Pepio. I could see him call, being called up as a September call-up. I don't know if he's got the legs to, to be, you know, a factor in the postseason. Uh, but the Dodgers clearly love this guy. Uh, they were willing to trade Josiah Gray, uh, in my belief, partly because they believe in this guy. Uh, the changeup is MLB ready right now. Uh, he's got to work on the command. He's got to work on the fastball. Uh, but that changeup is devastating, and I hope we get to see him. I mean, hell, they could use him right now. Uh, but I think it's more likely for a September call-up for him. Yep. I'm, I'm looking forward to uh... – well, what's going to happen with Yoshi Sutsugo? Has he has he continued his hot streak in AAA or what? Who doesn't continue their hot streak in AAA, <laughs> Jake? Who doesn't? Yeah, I know. That but means I just, nothing to me anymore. Sadly, sadly, well, it whether, means absolutely. I don't. I don't think Yoshi's coming back. I think Gavin. What about Lux, Gavin Lux? Gavin Lux is rehabbing. He should be back be any back. day now. I think. Um, Billy McKinney, we saw the last of him, that bases loaded two out situation to possibly give the Dodgers the lead. He blew it. He's not doing too well. I like his discipline, but he just cannot seem to make good contact. I think he's gone as, as soon as tonight or tomorrow for Lux or McKinstry. But yeah, going back to what David was saying, Ryan Pepio is that guy. I think he could be like the Dustin May a la 2019, possibly a factor out of the bullpen. He's looked great this season in the minors, 341 ERA, holding opposing hitters to a 168 batting average against. I think there is a legitimate shot. We need guys in the bullpen. We don't know what Connor Green has to offer. I like what Justin Brule's offered, but he's a lefty. Give Pepio a shot because I think he could run away with some type of middle relief setup role for 2021. Yeah. We didn't talk about Trey Turner, which we should. First things first, that slide was like the smoothest slide oh, I so think I've sick. ever seen. I watched it maybe 50 times just because the way he made it seemed like he was sliding through a slip and slide or something. Yeah. Don't know how he did it. Been pretty impressed with him thus far. I love his bat. I love the speed. Great presence at the top of the lineup. So the Dodgers out of nowhere acquired arguably the top shortstop in the game. And there he is now playing second base for the Dodgers. So pretty wicked. Trey Turner. Yeah. And just the, what we've seen so far with his legs has been unreal. And just the fact that he's able to score on literally anything he can score. I think he can score from first on a single like easily. Um, And we kind of, we kind of did see it a little, we kind of did see it. I mean, it was like a little dribbler out into the outfield, but nobody else on this team, even the fastest guys like Bellinger or Taylor, even bets. I don't think any of those guys could have, I think only Turner could have done that. And yeah. I, I'm, I'm with Kevin on this. I, I watched that slide like 9,000 times. It is mesmerizing. It is just beautiful. Um, he needs, Lux, I think we are Lux, maybe, maybe Lux. Yeah. Lux has a lot of speed. Um, but I think we talked about this. His defense has been a little shaky uh, at second base. Uh, a few uh, big errors that led to a couple of runs the other day. It didn't end up, you know, mattering so much because uh, the Dodgers ended up winning that game, but yeah, I think it's, you know, he's just adjusting to second base and it's going to take him a few, you know, few times to, to kind of get used to it. He's been playing shortstop the majority of the season for the Nationals. 
but I'm not too worried. I, I just love, like Kevin said, I love his presence in the top of the order. I honestly think Trey Turner and Corey Seager is going to be the infield of the future. I know a lot of people aren't buying into that because they assume Seager is walking this offseason. But over the last few games, Corey Seager has been red hot lately, hitting around 400. And I don't know, man, Gavin Lux, I think you got to give him one more shot. But I just don't I don't know how you can trust his bat when you have Seager there. Well, I know you think that. I think you think that in your heart. Uh, and I think your brain is telling you something different uh, because I don't see the Dodgers signing Corey Seager. I really don't. Um, I think Turner spelled the end of, of Seager. I know we're going to disagree on that, but Scott Boris is his agent. He's going to ask an absurd amount and the Dodgers have all the leverage in the situation. And sadly, you know, he's going to be a hero, a Dodger hero forever. Uh, but I think Andrew Friedman packs his bags for him and says, Best of luck, man. Best of luck in San Francisco. Best of luck in New York. Best of luck wherever you go, because I don't think it's going to be, I don't think he's going to be here next year. We'll see. I honestly am starting to think there's now a scenario where Chris Taylor prices himself out of what Friedman wants to pay because this season is, you could argue an anomaly given his previous seasons. And maybe the Dodgers are saying, you know, you had one good year, but let's look at what you did in 2019, 2018. Is this sustainable? Maybe he is actually the one that is going to walk. We'll see. Well, I think it's for sure one of them walking. Uh, and I think it's for sure one of them staying. Uh, but we'll see. So does that mean they, they eventually keep Bellinger? Uh, yes, yes I, I think so. Finally, Dodgers and memes would like to know, including the Mets, how many series wins do the Dodgers have left in them for the rest of the season? Now, it would take some time to go through the rest of the schedule, but I went through it in advance, and there's 47 games left. I think they're going to win 12 series, lose three of them. Of those three, I think they lose one to the Padres. They have three series left with the Padres. I think they're going to split with St. Louis, and then I think they're going to lose to one other random team. Uh, I'm not sure which one, though. Hopefully not the Giants. Why, why do I feel they're going to lose a dumb series to the Pirates or something like that? There, there's there's going to be one annoying team in there that, you know, like like when we lost to the Marlins, like it just – I hope not. I think the Dodgers need to go on a – they need to go on a run. They need to go on a ridiculous run. And they have it in them. They have the talent to do it. They have the roster. And it's just a matter of, of, them, of them going and doing it. Th- this team – can go th- this team the way it's built is is better arguably better than the team that went on those historic runs in 2017 2019 like the this this team is built better than those teams and so that's why i believe that they could have one of these historic runs in them yeah we'll see what happens there's still a lot of baseball left in my opinion are there anything other subjects you guys wanted to cover real quick I don't know. I, I just, it's, it's, it's a tough watch right now. It's, it's been a frustrating season, honestly. And yeah, some people can say outsiders will say, Oh, Dodgers fans are so spoiled. You got seven, seven all-stars in every lineup and second most wins in baseball and blah, blah, blah. Well, yeah, that's, that's the point. You have one of the greatest teams ever assembled and the shit has hit the fan pretty much every week of the season. Uh, so I think Dodger fans, including myself are frustrated that this team has not been able to or has not executed themselves into playing what they should be playing. 
this team should be leading the division right now, even with the Giants, you know, playing out of their minds. There's no question about that. And whether it be injuries, off-field stuff, or just poor execution, they're not. And you're allowed to be frustrated with that because I am, and you you can be too. Uh, and look, like you said, we got forty something games left. It's not it's not out of the cards to not win the division. But if I was a fan, I would start preparing your emotional state for a wild card game. I think the Dodgers should be leading this division too. I don't think they should be running away with it, but they definitely should be leading by at least two to three games at this point. Um, Just going back over some of the gimme wins that they've just absolutely squandered for whatever reason, not just the one run games and not just the extra inning games, but just the games where you're playing the, the, you're playing the Rockies. You have the bases loaded in a tie game in the bottom of the ninth with Will Smith or whoever at the plate, All you got to do is hit a sack fly and you win the game. The fact that those games aren't being won is what is what adds up. And so that's why they're in the situation that they're in. And given all that, they still have a, they still have a great record. They still have a great team. um, But they just, they just have to do the little things better like that. They just, they just have to capitalize, stop messing around with these teams that are completely beneath them like the diamondbacks the rockies the pirates the marlins stop messing around with these teams and just beat them to oblivion so that you you can afford to lose you know a couple games here to the potters or a couple games here to the giants you're basically making so that they have to win these games against the potters or giants or they're not going to win the division and that's a tough spot to be in the dodgers are 69 to 46 they're 23 games above 500 they have 47 games left. If they go 31 and 16, they win 100 games, which is really possible in my opinion. To me, it's not the Dodgers so much losing. It's the Giants. Teams just need to freaking beat this Giants team. We do too, though. Well, That's the thing. We're 8 and 8, yeah. and yes, there were a couple games where Jansen blew it, and, you know, that's huge, obviously. But we, we pretty much split with the Giants every year. This is nothing out of the realm of possibility. It's like this isn't – some rare thing like, Oh, the giants are beating the Dodgers this season. This happens every year. And we do, we do just fine. It's just something about the giants are beating everyone else. And the national league just needs to step the F up because this is driving me crazy. (laughs) All right. I think on that note, thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode of the incline. We'll be back in a week or so. I think we got a series with the Padres coming up. We're definitely going to want to preview that one. Hope you all have a good weekend. Go Dodgers. Don't be frustrated. Things will be all right. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound. All with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.